0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Art Smitten here on scene 90.7 FM. My name is Christina and I'm also joined with my co-host today, Imi, and we are joined by a great guest today who we have the pleasure of speaking with, that's Marzia Mohamed Ali, who is an artist, photographer, educator, and writer. They post their great protest photography work on Facebook under the name Kike.net, and they are currently studying for a PhD exploring identity and activism through protest photography. They also teach classes across media and cultural studies at Edith Cowan University. Thank you so much for joining us today, Marzia. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, thank you. Well, what brought you to the world of photography and photojournalism?
0: Okay, so I've always been very visual,
1: as you know, a learner,
0: as um, you know, a creator. I've always tended towards the visual. Um, but that said, I did actually fail art in high school. So not not exactly very good at certain aspects of the visual. But I do find that it is something I'm drawn to. And so photography has always been something that I've been interested in. I used to wander around school with a camera just you know, taking photos. I took photos of our theater productions. But when I went to uni, I didn't actually pursue that. For me, it was always. hobby it's something I like doing it's not something that I see myself doing as a career and what really prompted me to jump into this aspect of protest photography was I have a lot of anxiety particularly in crowded situations and I had started going to protests and I found myself really overwhelmed really just unable to be in the space and one day I happened to have my camera with me. And I started taking photos and I realized that my anxiety just wasn't there when I started taking photos. It had re- it had allowed me to control that situation, to actually look at the situation in a very different way and to be part of this space, which is both within and outside the protest at the same time. So I kind of started from there, that even though I'd taken photos around the about landscapes, portraits, you know, just hobby stuff, I kind of jumped in with that particular moment of realization that this was something that would actually help me, you know, get involved in protest and be a way to also show my point of view
1: when I'm out there. Well, that is very interesting. And it's a very intriguing purpose of um, what journalism has to offer. Now what does photography offer that other forms of journalism such as written articles and television just doesn't do? So definitely with the visual you have this sense of immediacy. I
0: think with the advent of you know being able to take photos and video and everything on your phone there's definitely something that has allowed people who normally wouldn't necessarily be able to get their voices out there who may not necessarily be on mainstream media for example to have that presence to have that voice and it's so embodied in that particular aspect that you know you're there you're part of the event it's not a case of being you know watching from afar so the idea of journalism itself has kind of changed especially in the visual aspect in terms of why photography and not video, for example, I really do like the idea of that moment in time where you know you are you're you're phrasing a moment, you're taking one small, one small piece of what's going on, and then you know that that can stand for so much. Um I have a lot of respect for video editors. I've done a little bit of video, but it's not my thing. And I actually just find that I'm really drawn to the
1: still image and the potential it has. Well, that is very interesting. And I think that, you know, a lot of people like Susan Sontag have talked heavily about how the how the photo really is, in a way, one of the most interesting and intriguing forms of um, journalism there is and how photograph can be what it can represent. How it can um, depict and frame a situation unlike anything else and i remember in first year journalism how we often debated how a photograph is one of the most truthful because you, you can't lie but it is, is there or it didn't happen or how a photo can even in a way be the most untruthful thing in the world because it might be there but it might not have the other contexts i think that's what a photograph and a photographer really has to juggle with has to talk about and to really imply in their work how they have that one moment that can just in a way um have be the only record of that particular event ever happening in history in some cases sometimes on the history of you know we have these these photographs as primary sources and that's it that's all we have to show for that particular to really frame what we are reading about what we're hearing about in books that one photograph is often where it all comes from
0: yeah definitely and i think that it's such a it's it's a responsibility on one hand, but it's also this idea that it can be framed in so many different ways. So, because I'm doing research into you know various photos, I've encountered a lot of the stories behind iconic photojournalism moments like um, the Tiananmen Square photograph with the tank and the person standing there. Um, and one thing that really struck me with a lot of this is that we don't always, know the stories. Uh, We don't always see the person who is in the photo as a fully formed person. They are, you know, they become a symbol. And I think that's one thing I have now tried to strive with is even if I am taking a moment and there's not much context, I want people to be visible in all their humanity as well, that they are a person in that they're not just
1: a symbol. Your photography depicts a lot of protests and political demonstrations what makes these events interesting and inclusive to you well we're in a very
0: um, tumultuous world i'd say um there's a lot that's going on and i come from a background where being part of several you know groups that are kind of on the margins um to me existing is a form of resistance it's not just going to protest and such but that said the protest itself is one way where people gather they come together as communities to voice their opposition to oppressive acts to what's going on to say this is you know this this is not the world we want to live in and that in itself is extremely empowering whether it's something where I identify with the cause myself, like protests about um, you know the anti-racism uh, the anti-racism movement or, or whether it is protests where I may be able to offer solidarity, um, you know it's it's people who are all coming together and saying that we
1: want a better world, and we're showing that we support that do you feel that your work is art or do you feel that it is a form of documentation?
0: It's both. I definitely think it's both. I bring a lot of um, aesthetic in terms of that's probably more art oriented to my photography. And that's a reflection of the kind of photographs I grew up looking at and enjoying looking at, um, you know, the idea of having a story there. And, there's the immediacy of the documentary genre, which is something, again, that I, you know, am influenced by um, photographers such as Mohammed Amin, um, you know, and looking at what they were able to do with their work and to bring those stories to the forefront. So it kind of combines the best of both, I I hope, and I feel, and I think, you know it it also makes it a little bit more accessible cuz there's this tendency around documentary photography that is almost like the person who is taking the photo isn't as involved and i am part of the photo even if i'm not in the photo i'm my engagement and my interaction with the person who i'm taking photos of is part of that whole thing so i'm in a way i'm documenting our interactions. And I feel like art and aesthetics
1: plays a huge role in showing that. How do you view these events from like an historical perspective? Do you, do you consider that future historians will be viewing a work, using it to deduce these events?
0: I'd like to think that my images will be around for a while and that people will look at them and, you know, as, as historical artifacts, that would be great. But, I also recognize that we're creating so much media just, you know, by virtue of on our phones on that set, you know, I, I have no idea if the images I take will necessarily be looked at, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now I'd like to think that they would. Um, but what I do know is the immediate impact and that's particularly on communities who may not necessarily be able to either take part in protests or people who are bearing the brunt of these actions and who are supported by the solidarity shown and to them these images are a way of engaging with that solidarity. So just as an example when I around the time I first started doing this kind of photography um, there was a series of protests around what was going on in Palestine Uh, so this was 2014 and The images that I took at the protest there, you know, technically they're not great images on a photographic sense, because I was still trying to, I guess, find my vision and find my feet. But I was taking photos of what I thought was interesting and what I thought was important, and these photos were sent by someone to their family in Gaza, and I got this message through Facebook from that family member saying that, you know, they're saying that thank you for reminding us that people are listening and people do care and people haven't forgotten what's going on here. And that that stayed with me, that I don't necessarily know if I'll have an impact further on, but I'm able to do this now.
1: That is a really powerful way that a lot of art does impact us it brings me to the next question is, what do you feel that you've had a piece to work on has been?
0: Uh, I've, I've got a, a favourite image, and I do um, talk about this image quite a bit in different forums, but it's a particular photo that was taken at Invasion Day a couple of years ago, so um, 2020. And it's a photo of a local activist, um, Marianne Mackay, and during this invasion day protest, a lot of our protests take place in this central um, uh, square basically that's called um, Forest Place um, yes that forest and there's a stage in that particular um, area that you know people will uh, talk from when we have a protest and such and it's quite a common setting for a number of protests and we had the invasion day protest there and so marianne was on stage she wasn't speaking but she was due to speak and she had her very very young child in her arms plus her other children around her and during the rally at one point where the song they took the children away was played marianne sat down and started nursing her child and it was such a intimate moment and it was one of those moments where you're kind of like do i do like do, I, I, I i honestly was I, I i was mesmerized but i was also like is this a photo that i should like i felt a bit like an intruder but it was also the fact that marianne was so visible like literally sitting on stage nursing a child um but she was so visible she became invisible that hyper visibility be- made her um, almost disappears. as people were like oh we don't want to engage with such an intimate actor maybe this is not something we should be seeing and I know that um, other photographers other male photographers who were there on the day said that they didn't feel it was appropriate for them to take photos now I've taken photos of Marianne for years and I've taken photos of her kids and such at different rallies and at, there was one moment where she just kind of looked up and I Kind of locked eyes with her and there was this i guess implicit understanding about whether or not i should take the shot whether i should take the shot and so i did i took the photo and i i honestly had tears while i was taking the photo just the whole juxtaposition of her feeding her child with ochre on her face with the invasion day shirt on and the song they took the children away playing and in that moment it was just that perfect representation of so many aspects of this one person um as a mother as an activist as you know this powerful noongar woman and afterwards i did send her for the photo before i decided to publish it because i was still very concerned about the intimacy of the image and she loved it and she just said you know this is they're seeing all of me and that has again been something that I remind myself of and that has stuck with me is the fact that she felt seen. And she said, you know, people, you know, know me as Marianne the activist, Marianne the mom or Marianne the student or this, you know, like all of these parts and I feel seen, all of me is here. And that image in itself is probably the favorite, my, my favorite image I've ever, I've ever created. And um, one of the most powerful ones that I, have been able to, you know, I, I feel, I almost feel privileged that I got that moment to
1: take the photo. Well, that sounds like an absolutely surreal moment to be witnessing firsthand. And my next question is um, How has your photojournalism work informed the way you approach educating university students? Um, So
0: I am also a student, I'm a PhD student, and I'm looking at the intersection of identity, activism, and photography. And part of my creative practice is, you know, applying those ideas, those concepts, those lenses of decoloniality, feminism, and queerness to create a model for photography that I'm referring to as the empathetic lens. And I feel like this is something that can move beyond photography. So I do actually try to apply that in quite a lot of my teaching as well, is that I think about, you know, if I'm teaching a class that's looking at globalization and I think about, okay, what's a decolonial look at globalization or how can we look at this in a feminist way? Um, I have the privilege of teaching a whole range of students across so many different levels and areas and you know being able to bring some of those experiences as well it like transforms my practice into praxis it you know it allows me to develop that into a whole sense of being so it's not just about going to protests and taking photos but bringing that resistance and those stories into the classroom as well Are there any projects you're working on right now which you'd like to tell us about and give a shout out to? Uh, I don't have any projects I'm working on apart from, you know, the ongoing, because this one is one that when there's a protest, I'm there. (laughs) So, you know, there are protests coming up, so I'll be there and taking photos and continuing to document. But um, I do also work in different areas like installation and um, such. So I think, you know, Mostly, even though I my biggest practice is photography, I like to dabble and see other ways that I can bring visual aspects to life. Particularly when it comes to the hidden or the you know the, the there's a quote from Arundhati Roy that is crucial to my practice. Um, she said, "There's no such thing as the voiceless. There are only the deliberately silenced or the preferably unheard." So I try to apply that with all of my work and my projects and you know I, I i think about how do i allow the voices of the deliberately uh, you know the deliberately silenced or preferably unheard to come to the fore so this has taken the form of installations where i've built a mock detention center in a gallery for example or um a project that i did called call them home um where I painted the names of everyone I could find who has died either in detention or en route to Australia, but then under and it was all painted on a boat and underneath the waterline I had several unknowns because we don't know the true cost of what is going on in um, Australia's immigration policy. So, you know, those kind of projects I'd really like to engage more with that side of myself as well.
1: I have one final question for you. Yep. What, um, who is your favourite photographer and why? Oh, wow.
0: I don't know if I've got a favourite photographer. Um, <laughs> there's so many great photographers, but I mean, there's, if, if I'm thinking of, you know, the photographers who I'm looking at as examples and as photographers who I aspire to, be like or who I, you know, look up to. I'd say Barbara McGrady is a big one for me. Um, Just, you know, her her black lens is amazing and her, you know, capturing of all of these events around her community is just great. And um, you know, there there is there's so much to be said about seeing a strong black woman, you know, insisting on making her place, taking a place and making those stories visible um, in, in, um, in society, in news. And also Hoda Afshar, I, I really love her work. It's quite different in the sense that um, she works with a lot of storytelling and such, but again, beautiful work and particularly her images that she did by going to Manus Island. You know, th- those those have stayed with me. Those have really had
1: an impact. Well, thank you, Marzia, for coming on our show. We hope you had a good time and have some very, very interesting answers that you gave for our questions. Well,
0: thanks for inviting me and giving me the space to chat.